listening chronologically welcome back now we shall approach a new concept in the activation and utilization of the subconscious mind chapter 13 from joseph murphy's the power of your subconscious mind your subconscious and the wonders of sleep upgrade my sleep joseph murphy let's go and hey thanks for hanging You spend about 8 out of every 24 hours, or one-third of your entire life, in sleep. Well, lucky those people. This is an inexorable law of life. This also applies to the animal and vegetable kingdoms. Sleep is a divine law, and many answers to our problems come to us when we are sound asleep upon the bed. I would argue, you know, or anywhere that's comfortable enough where you could be sound asleep upon. Tatami mats, eh? And for some people, just a hard wood floor. Apparently it's great for the spine. I wouldn't know, but I've seen the YouTube videos. Okay. Many people have advocated the theory that you get tired during the day, that you go to sleep to rest the body, and that a reparative process takes place while you sleep. Nothing rests in sleep. Your heart, lungs, and all your vital organs function while you are asleep. If you eat prior to sleep, the food is digested and assimilated. Also, your skin secretes perspiration, and your nails and hair continue to grow. Your subconscious mind never rests or sleeps. It is always active, controlling all of your vital forces. The healing process takes place more rapidly while you are asleep, as there is no interference from your conscious mind. Remarkable answers are given to you while you are asleep. Why we sleep Dr. John Bigelow, a famous research authority on sleep, Dr. John Bigelow, The Mystery of Sleep, Harper Brothers, 1903, demonstrated that at night while asleep, you receive impressions showing that the nerves of the eyes, ears, nose, and taste buds are active during sleep, and also that the nerves of your brain are quite active. He says that the main reason we sleep is because the nobler part of the soul is united by abstraction to our higher nature and becomes a participant in the wisdom and foreknowledge of the gods. All right, Dr. Bigelow, bring on the foreknowledge of the gods. Let's all take a nap. Dr. Bigelow states also, the results of my studies have not only strengthened... Wait, wait, wait. What does Dr. Bigelow sound like? I mean, let's be honest, Bigelow sounds like a three-ring circus ring leader. Ooh, I, I think I went to the circus like when I was a kid. I don't, what are they called? Ringmasters. Yeah, okay, Bigelow sounds like a ringmaster. So Dr. Bigelow states also, The results of my studies have not only strengthened my convictions that the supposed exemption from customary toils and activities was not the final purpose of sleep, but I've also made clearer to my mind the conviction that no part of a man's life 
deserves to be considered more indispensable to its symmetrical and perfect spiritual development than while he is separated from the phenomenal world in sleep. And if you look to your left, an elephant. I've been, for the record, I'm happy we don't do circuses anymore. You know, the abuse was just kind of like baked into the whole process of everybody involved. Not to mention the audience members and the assault on our senses with all of those clowns. Okay. Prayer, a form of sleep. Your conscious mind gets involved with vexations, strife, and contentions of the day, and it is very necessary to withdraw periodically from sense evidence and the objective world and commune silently with the inner wisdom of your subconscious mind. By claiming guidance, strength, and greater intelligence in all phases of your life, you will be enabled to overcome all difficulties and solve your daily problems. The regular withdrawal from sense evidence and the noise and confusion of everyday living is also a form of sleep, i.e. you become asleep to the world of the senses and alive to the wisdom and power of your subconscious mind. Startling Effects of Sleep Deprivation Lack of sleep can cause you to become irritable, moody, and depressed. Dr. George Stevenson of the National Association for Mental Health says, I believe it can safely be said that all human beings need a minimum of six hours sleep to be healthy. Most people need more. Those who think they can get along on less are fooling themselves. Amen, doctor. Medical research scholars investigating sleep processes and deprivation of sleep point out that severe insomnia has preceded psychotic breakdown in some instances. Remember, you're spiritually recharging during sleep, and adequate sleep is essential to produce joy and vitality in life. Also, recently, I think they said that the uh, brain gets washed with some kind of spinal fluid that actually helps uh, break down the buildup of uh, plaque and calcification in the brain and that that buildup of, of calcification and plaque in the brain, in like the crevasses, uh, might be an indicator of um, dementia and Alzheimer's in the later stages of our lives. So go to sleep, everybody. You need more sleep. Robert O'Brien, in an article, Maybe You Need More Sleep, in an issue of the Reader's Digest, reports the following experiment on sleep. And because... His name is O'Brien. We're doing an Irish accent. For the last three years, experiments have been in progress at Walter Reed Army Institute of Research in Washington, D.C. subjects. More than 100 military and civilian volunteers have been kept awake for as long as four days. Thousands of tests have measured the effects on their behavior and personality. Results of these tests have given scientists astonishingly new insights in the mysteries of sleep. They know that the tired brain apparently craves sleep so hungrily that it will sacrifice anything to get it. After only a few hours of sleep loss, fleeting stolen naps called lapses, or microsleep, occurred at a rate of three or four an hour. As in real sleep, eyelids drooped, heartbeat slowed. Each lapse lasted just a fraction of a second. Sometimes the lapses were periods of blankness. Sometimes they were filled with images, wisps of dreams. As hours of sleep loss mounted, the lapses took place more often and lasted longer, perhaps two or three seconds. Even if the subjects had been piloting an airliner in a thunderstorm, 
they still couldn't have resisted micro-sleeps for those few priceless seconds. And it can happen to you, as many who have fallen asleep at the wheel of a car can testify. Another startling effect of sleep deprivation was its attack on human memory and perception. Many sleep-deprived subjects were unable to retain information long enough to relate it to the tasks they were supposed to perform. They were totally befuddled in situations requiring them to hold several factors in mind and act on them. As a pilot must when he skillfully integrates wind direction, air speed, altitude and glide path to make a safe landing. I don't know about you, but I am... I mean, it comes with some, you know, freaky giveaways. Who doesn't like driving when you can actually drive? Traffic. But uh, autopilot, like a full-on autopilot, it's like beep, bop, boop, take me to my destination, I'm going to pass out. And then, hey, we'll all get better sleep. Of course, beep, bop, boop, where did you take me, car? I thought you wanted to see this abandoned and vacant lot. No, car, I wanted you to take me to the grocery store. We're staying at this vacant lot. If anybody has seen the movie Upgrade, you know, that's a cautionary tale for the whole AI situation. I know what I said. I still like the idea of autopilot, but still, uh, Upgrade. Intense movie, not for kids. Definitely a good movie to watch if you are interested in what uh, the implications of AI in everything could do. Anyway, moving on. Sleep brings counsel. A young lady in Los Angeles who listens to my morning radio talks told me that she had been offered a lucrative position in New York City at twice her present salary. She was wondering whether to accept or not and prayed prior to sleep as follows. The creative intelligence of my subconscious mind knows what is best for me. Its tendency is always lifeward, and it reveals to me the right decision which blesses me and all concerned. I give thanks for the answer which I know will come to me. She repeated this simple prayer over and over again as a lullaby prior to sleep, and in the morning she had a persistent feeling that she should not accept the offer. She rejected the offer and subsequent events verified her inward sense of knowing, because the company went bankrupt in a few months following their offer of employment to her. Yeesh, nice dodge. The conscious mind may be correct on the facts objectively known, but the intuitive faculty of her subconscious mind saw the failure of the concern in question and prompted her accordingly. Saved from Certain Disaster I will illustrate how the wisdom of your subconscious mind can instruct you and protect you relative to your request for right action as you go to sleep. Many years ago, before the Second Civil War, I was offered a very lucrative assignment in the Orient, and I prayed for guidance and the right decision as follows. Infinite intelligence within me knows all things, and the right decision is revealed to me in divine order. I will recognize the answer when it comes. I repeated this simple prayer over and over again as a lullaby prior to sleep, and in a dream came the vivid realization of things to come three years hence. An old friend appeared in the dream and said, Read these headlines. Do not go. The headlines of the newspaper which appeared in the dream related to war and the attack on Pearl Harbor. Occasionally the writer dreams literally, the aforementioned dream was undoubtedly a dramatization of the subconscious mind, which projected a person whom I trusted and respected. To some, a warning may come in the form of a mother who appears in a dream, 
she tells the person not to go here or there and the reason for the warning. Your subconscious mind is all wise. It knows all things. Oftentimes it will speak to you only in a voice that your conscious mind will immediately accept as true. Sometimes your subconscious will warn you in a voice, which sounds like that of your mother or some loved one, which may cause you to stop on the street, and you find, if you had gone another foot, a falling object from a window might have struck you on the head. My subconscious mind is one with the universal subconscious, and it knew the Japanese were planning a war. And it also knew when the war would start. Yeah, okay, Japan. Also, whoa, fascinating. Here he is intimating the idea that we are, in effect, all connected to the universal subconscious, which, uh, you know, Carl Jung talks about a lot. And a lot of uh, people since him have mentioned that, you know, like raindrops on the ocean, our conscious are the individual drops, but we are all a part of that large body of water, and therefore all connected. Dr. Rhine, director of the Department of Psychology at Duke University, had gathered together a vast amount of evidence showing that a great number of people all over the world see events before they happen and in many instances are therefore able to avoid the tragic event which was foreseen vividly in a dream. The dream which I had showed clearly the headlines in the New York Times about three years prior to the tragedy of Pearl Harbor. In consequence of this dream, I immediately canceled the trip as I felt a subconscious compulsion to do so. Three years later, the Second World War proved the truth of the inner voice of intuition. Hey, another sweet dodge. Your future is in your subconscious mind. Remember that the future, the result of your habitual thinking, is already in your mind except when you change it through prayer. The future of a country, likewise, is in the collective subconscious of the people of that nation. Hey, there we go. There is nothing strange in the dream I had wherein I saw the headlines of the New York newspapers long before the war began. The war had already taken place in mind and all the plans of attack were already engraved on the great recording instrument, the subconscious mind, or collective unconscious, of the universal mind. Tomorrow's events are in your subconscious mind, so are next week's and next month's, and they may be seen by a highly psychic or clairvoyant person. No disaster or tragedy can happen to you if you decide to pray. Remember what Mitch Horowitz said, lots of influence coming from all over the place. Still, though, great conviction. And I like this. Nothing is predetermined or foreordained. Your mental attitude, i.e. the way you think, feel, and believe, determines your destiny. You can, through scientific prayer, which is explained in a previous chapter, mold, fashion, and create your own future. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. A catnap nets him fifteen grand. Oh, yeah. And that was a lot of money back in the 60s. Hey, still a nice chunk of change now. One of my students mailed me a newspaper clipping three or four years ago about a man called Ray Hammerstrom. What a last name. A roller at the steelworks in Pittsburgh, operated by Jones and Laughlin Steel Corporation. He received $15,000 for his dream. According to the article, the engineers could not fix a faulty switch in a newly installed bar mill 
which controlled the delivery of straight bars to the cooling beds. Oh yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. The engineers worked on the switch about 11 or 12 times to no avail. Hammerstrom thought a lot about the problem and tried to figure out a new design which might work. Nothing worked. One afternoon, he laid down for a nap, and prior to sleep he began to think about the answer to the switch problem. He had a dream in which a perfect design for the switch was portrayed. When he awoke, he sketched his new design according to the outline of his dream. This visionary catnap won Hammerstrom a check for $15,000, the largest award the firm ever gave an employee for a new idea. Way to go, Hammerstrom. Hammerstrom says, take a nap. I'm making a t-shirt. How a famous professor solved his problem in sleep. Dr. H. V. Helbrecht, professor of Assyrian at the University of Pennsylvania, wrote as follows. We're going full Simpson scientist with Dr. H. V. Helbrecht. Uh, one Saturday evening, I had been wearying myself in the vain attempt to decipher two small fragments of agate, which were supposed to belong to the finger rings of some Babylonians, Gliven. About midnight, weary and exhausted, I went to bed and dreamed the following remarkable dream. A tall, thin priest of Nippur, about forty years of age, led me to the treasure chamber of the temple, a small, low-ceilinged room without windows, while scraps of agate and lapis lazuli lay scattered on the floor. Here he addressed me as follows. The two fragments, which you have published separately on pages 22 and 26, belong together, are not finger rings. The first two rings served as earrings for the statue of the god. The two fragments you have are the portions of them. If you will put them together, you will have confirmation of my words. I awoke at once. I examined the fragments, and to my astonishment, found the dream verified. The problem was then at last solved. I'll admit that was not the best impersonation, but hey, I'm having fun. This demonstrates clearly the creative manifestation of his subconscious mind, which knew the answer to all his problems. And uh, just to take a moment, how badass is it that a cool priest from Nippur was like, yo, dude, you're wrong about the rings and our rings, they're earrings. Just come on over, I'm going to show you what they are. Cool. That is super cool. How the subconscious worked for a famous writer while he slept. Robert Louis Stevenson, in one of his books, Across the Plains, devotes a whole chapter to dreams. He was a vivid dreamer and had a persistent habit of giving specific instructions to his subconscious every night prior to sleep. Now, this was mentioned in an earlier chapter. He would request his subconscious to evolve stories for him while he slept. For example, if Stevenson's funds were at a low ebb, his command to his subconscious would be something like this. Give me a good thrilling novel, which will be marketable and profitable. His subconscious responded magnificently. Stevenson says, These little brownies, the intelligences and powers of his subconscious, can tell me a story piece by piece like a serial, and keep me, its supposed creator, all the while in total ignorance of where they aim. And, he added, that part of my work, which is done when I am up and about, while he is consciously aware and awake, is by no means necessarily mine, since all goes to show that the brownies have a hand in it even then. Now, brownies, I believe, are a reference to a European kind of fairy folk. Uh, you know, mythical kind of gnomish creature. 
But in my mind, I imagine like actual brownie squares being like, oh, this way you should write a story about this. Don't eat me. No, I'm delicious. <laughs> in the dream, I would be distracted. I'd be like, that's a really cool story, Mr. Brownie Square. But uh, come here for a second. Looks like you got a marshmallow on your corner. Ooh, now I want to make brownies. Moving on. Sleep in peace and wake in joy. To those who suffer from insomnia, you will find the following prayer very effective. Repeat it slowly, quietly, and lovingly prior to sleep. My toes are relaxed. My ankles are relaxed. My abdominal muscles are relaxed. My heart and lungs are relaxed. My hands and arms are relaxed. My neck is relaxed. My brain is relaxed. My face is relaxed. My eyes are relaxed. My whole mind and body are relaxed. I fully and freely forgive everyone, and I sincerely wish for them harmony, health, peace, and all the blessings of life. I am at peace. I am poised, serene, and calm. I rest in security and in peace. A great stillness steals over me, and a great calm quiets my whole being. As I realize the divine presence within me, I know that the realization of life and love heals me. I wrap myself in the mantle of love and fall asleep filled with goodwill for all. Throughout the night, peace remains with me, and in the morning I shall be filled with life and love. A circle of love is drawn around me. I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. I sleep in peace, I wake in joy, and in him I live, move, and have my being. Yeah, I don't know about you, I'm ready for a catnap. All right, notes to review for Chapter 13, Your Subconscious and the Wonders of Sleep. Summary of your aids to the wonders of sleep. 1. If you are worried that you will not wake up on tune, suggest to your subconscious mind prior to sleep the exact time you wish to arise, and it will awaken you. It needs no clock. Do the same thing with all problems. There is nothing too hard for your subconscious. 2. Your subconscious never sleeps. It is always on the job. It controls all your vital functions. Forgive yourself and everyone else before you go to sleep, and healing will take place much more rapidly. 3. Guidance is given you while you are asleep, sometimes in a dream. The healing currents are also released, and in the morning you feel refreshed and rejuvenated. 4. When troubled by the vexations and strife of the day, Still the wheels of your mind and think about the wisdom and intelligence lodged in your subconscious mind.
which is ready to respond to you. This will give you peace, strength, and confidence. 5. Sleep is essential for peace of mind and health of body. Lack of sleep can cause irritation, depression, and mental disorders. You need 8 hours sleep. And, you know, I think 8 is a, a pretty hard and fast number. Earlier he did say, or reference a dude that did say that, uh, you know, 6 minimum. Uh, everybody's a little bit different, but, you know, 6 minimum. We need, we need shut-eye. We need that shut-eye, people. 6. Medical research scholars point out that insomnia precedes psychotic breakdowns. Sleep and you won't go crazy. 7. You are spiritually recharged during sleep. Adequate sleep is essential for joy and vitality in life. 8. Your tired brain craves sleep so hungrily that it will sacrifice anything to get it. Many who have fallen asleep at the wheel of an automobile can testify to this. 9. Many sleep-deprived people have poor memories and lack of proper coordination. They become befuddled, confused, and disoriented. How did I get in this room? Oh, I'm sleepy. Where am I? 10. Sleep brings counsel. Prior to sleep, claim that the infinite intelligence of your subconscious mind is guiding and directing you. Then, watch for that lead, which comes, perhaps, on awakening. 11. Trust your subconscious completely. Know that its tendency is always lifeward. Occasionally, your subconscious answers you in a very vivid dream and a vision in the night. You can be forewarned in a dream in the same way the author of this book was warned. 12. Your future is in your mind now, based on your habitual thinking and beliefs. Claim infinite intelligence leads and guides you and that all good is yours and your future will be wonderful. Believe it and accept it. Expect the best, and invariably, the best will come to you. 13. If you are writing a novel, play, or book, or are working on an invention, speak to your subconscious mind at night and claim boldly that its wisdom, intelligence, and power are guiding, directing, and revealing to you the ideal play, novel, book, or revealing the perfect solution, whatever it may be. Wonders will happen as you pray this way. All right, that'll do it for chapter 13. The power of your subconscious mind and sleep. Put me down, subconscious mind. Tell me my future in my dreams. How wonderful. How glorious. We got to do what Robert Louis Stevenson did. Yo, hook me up with some nice stories that I can put together. Let's all try it. Let's, when we go to sleep, let's tell our subconscious mind, your subconscious mind, put me down. I want to have a good night and I want to wake up feeling refreshed so that I can have a great day when I wake up. Let's do this, subconscious. You know, and as Shia LaBeouf does say, don't just let your dreams be dreams. We can inform our dreams with our subconscious mind. You know, just do it. <laughs> Well, may you all have the sweetest of dreams and awaken more refreshed than ever to pursue and manifest your optimal selves in your optimal lives. And hey, tell me about it. I want to hear about your experiences. 
How did you tap into your subconscious mind? What wacky dreams did you have that ended up coming true? What does your subconscious mind sound like? Oftentimes, for me, if I have very vivid dreams, it's usually with actors uh, from movies that I resonated with as a youth. Uh, so, you know, Russell Crowe, um, some Mel Gibson, a lot of Jeff Goldblum, no dinosaurs, thank goodness. Not like Jurassic Park 3. That was a weird moment in that movie. Anyway, thanks for hanging. I'm pretty sure Jurassic Park 3 is uh, on Netflix right now if you want to watch it. It's silly. Don't waste your time. Or watch it. It's fun. I don't know. What I do know is that you're awesome for hanging. Thanks. Sleep tight, everybody. Until next time. <laughs>